Welcome to the Borough Life Podcast with James and Rosie. Every month we chat to local guests to celebrate the great things happening in and around Wigan Borough. Let's get started, shall we? Hi everyone and welcome back to the Borough Life Podcast. It's our second episode of the year and today James and I have made the trip to Manchester to speak to a very exciting guest. Yes, we have, Rosie. It's always nice to be allowed out of the town hall and we've been on the road again, this time to speak to Sasha Lord, who is the Greater Manchester Nighttime Economy Advisor, sometimes referred to as the Nighttime Czar in the press. Uh, and it was great to catch up with Sasha about some of the amazing things that are happening across Wigan Borough, Purple Flag and some of the venues that we've got in our town centres. So, Rosie, should we just get on with it? Yep, let's get started. So welcome to the Borough Life podcast. Uh, myself and Rosie have made a little trip across to Manchester. We're in central Manchester today and we're here with a very special guest. So Sasha, uh, it's great to have you on. Could you please uh, introduce yourself and tell us what your what your job title is? And uh, and then we'll, we'll go into talking about uh, the amazing role that you play in Greater Manchester. Thank you. Thank you for the invite to the podcast as well. So my name is Sasha Lord and I'm the Nighttime Economy Advisor for Greater Manchester. So that could be all 10 boroughs. Sometimes people say, okay, name the 10. I don't normally get about eight or nine. I always forget one or two. But ultimately, I advise directly into Andy Burnham. So, right, we're happy with that then. Just, I'm guessing Wigan's one of the ones that you always get. Do you know what? I've, I've said this before, and I'm not saying this just because it's a podcast for Wigan. But Wigan is most definitely one of my favourite boroughs. And it feels, we were talking about this before, weren't we? That the people in Wigan are just so down to earth. And certainly within the council, it feels like there's a, you know, there's a do, let's do it, rather than sometimes there's a computer says no sometimes, but absolutely in Wigan, it's get-go from the start. So, yeah, I completely agree. And I think, uh, like we were saying, I think you quite enjoy popping over, don't you, when we when you're over doing your projects in Wigan. So we'll, we'll come on to that in a little bit. Um, I just thought to kick us off, could you just maybe just explain a little bit more about, uh, to, to our listeners, about what a nighttime advisor is, um, and, and and what what kind of stuff that you help Andy Bird and the, the GM Mayor with and the other local authorities? So I think to explain that, really, I've got to explain my background. So um, I went to school in Manchester, I went to a good school, didn't get any A-levels, got two years and an E. Uh, so my parents weren't best pleased, to be honest, when those results came out. So I didn't go to university, I didn't go to college or anything like that after school. Worked in a clothes shop, but I was obsessed with the music scene. And when I was in the sixth form, the music scene was known. We were known as Manchester, so Stone Roses, Happy Mondays, New Order, Smiths had just passed. Um, and it was the Hacienda. And I discovered the Hacienda nightclub, and that was it. It kind of put me on a path. So I've grown over the years. I've built now what's the biggest nightclub in the world, Warehouse Project, and the biggest metropolitan festival in the UK. It sounds really egotistical when I say that, but it's just to put things into perspective. Mm. Our festival being part of life. Um, and I think the reason why Andy liked that was the fact that I have done everything through the Nightstone economy from, you know, st- stacking um, fridges, the, the, right the way through to running the festivals. I've managed to understand every single part of that sector. So it's just my knowledge, really, and how I can help people who are in similar positions to me starting off um, back in the day. And obviously, we've come out of the COVID period. Everybody knows how the sector's really struggling at the moment. And, and I like to think... I'm helping where I can. Um, and I've certainly managed to change things for the sense. I did something during lockdown, actually, that, that was for Greater Manchester, but it helps the whole of the UK. 
And that's when I challenged the 10 p.m. curfew. Do you remember that ridiculous curfew mm. we had? Challenged that, took it to the High Court, along with challenging the substantial meal rule in the Scotch Egg Rule. And my absolute pride and joy, because I won those two cases in the High Court, is that my downstairs, Lou downstairs, I got framed. Sasha Lord versus Matt Hancock in the High Court, and it shows I won. And that is my pride and joy. I'll have it framed in my grave, actually, when, I, when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was a great answer. I don't think we've ever had uh, Scotch Eggs and Matt Hancock come up on the podcast before, so that's a first for us. Um, you brought up there about your background, the love of music, and and, and like the uh, the goal of having like a thriving music uh, music and nighttime scene across the uh, across the region. I think that's where your involvement with with uh, with Wigan Council in particular has come come um, into play. I think because. We know you through the Purple Flag scheme yep. and your championing of the, the Wigan, like the bands that uh, we should mention, Lee as well, obviously with the, the lottery winners. It's not just uh, Wigan, we're Wigan Borough, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, please like just tell us what your, what your impressions of like first coming to Wigan and, and yeah, about, about that scheme. I, I will never forget, my, so when I was first appointed back in 2018, 6th of June 2018, Andy Burnham said to me, look, for the first 12 months, go to each of the boroughs, meet the leaders, meet the chief execs, get to know the team. And I did that. The thing was different about boroughs. I walked in. I was quite intimidated, to be honest. I walked into a room headed up by Alison mckenzie Farland, who is incredible. And I actually attribute a lot of Wigan's success down to Alison. I walked into a room of eight women. That was it. And it felt like quite daunting. Um, you know, just the, the only male in the room for the first time ever, things were turned around. But they were brilliant. And, you know, I suggested quite a few things like Purple Flag that Wigan had already been talking about, wanted to do anyway. They were the first ones that picked up the mantle and spoke about safety havens, which is on King Street. Um, and every single time I've suggested something, they've always gone with it. Um, and I think that is the spirit of Wigan. Yeah, there's certainly a, like a, as you said before, a, a can-do attitude uh, that kind of permeates the the organisation and and, and uh, across the borough. Um, one thing I'll never forget is I did a night walk one night. It's when we were looking at Purple Flag and we were self-assessing Wigan before the assessors came down. I'd have been told about the Wigan barn, was it called the Wigan kebab? And I thought that was a bit of a joke until I walked into a few pubs and there it was. It's like a barn with a meat pie in the middle of it. And I was fascinated. So, it, yeah, it's true. Yeah, really? no, it is true, yeah. Yeah, it is we, true. We sometimes have films. <laughs> yeah, on a debt with, we've got like a, an afternoon that's not too heavy. We can afford to have that, that many carbs <laughs> in the system. That's probably a good time for us to take a break, Rosie, just as Wick and Kebabs come into the conversation. We'll go into an advert and we'll be straight back with the second part of the interview. When you're out, don't spoil the view. Take your rubbish home with you. Keep it clean. Keep it clean, keep it clean, keep it clean. Don't let your litter spoil the scene. Use the bin and keep it clean. Keep it clean. Keep it clean, keep it clean, keep it clean. So we're going straight into the second half of our interview with Sasha and I started off by asking him to tell us a bit more about Purple Flag. There is a real point there though, isn't there, about like the identity of Wigan and kind of the stuff that we're delivering. So I was going to ask about 
Purple Flag. So for someone who doesn't know Purple Flag, can you just give us a bit of background on it? Yeah, Purple Flag is um, the whole of, of Wigan Centre. Would, would have, well, they were assessed, sorry, not would have, they were assessed by independent assessors that were for Purple Flag. And they come down, spend the whole night and the morning walking around and it's testing things like uh, are most venues accessible? Are you catering for everybody? Uh, how are you dealing with security? Um, how are you dealing with issues on the night? So obviously the safety havens ticks a massive tick in the box. Uh, things like litter. So when people leave, especially, I keep saying King Street because that's probably the busiest area. So when people leave King Street, it's six in the morning, possibly seven in the morning when families are coming out for breakfast and stuff. Is it clean in the litter? So do all those things, they look closely at the CCTV. And I remember the CCTV room in Wigan, I think is the best in Greater Manchester. Um, it was fascinating. But yeah, they assess all these things and I'm delighted to say it passed with flying colours. And it's a it's an internationally like recognised accreditation, isn't it? The purple flag. Um, Absolutely. It's just organisation. Australia as well. Yeah. So um, before I came along, I think Berry had it and Stockport and Wigan, Treffen have just got it. So we're nearly at 50% now of all boroughs in Greater Manchester. And if we get to 100%, no other city regions have done that. And it's sort of like a recognition, isn't it, that everyone's um, like pushing in the right direction, that they're ticking all, as you say, ticking all the boxes for what people would expect for a safe and enjoyable Absolutely. night out. You know, I always say this, let's be honest, no one's going to go and say, oh, I'm going to go to Wigan tonight because it's got a purple flag. It doesn't work like that, although they do possibly try to sell it like that. But what it does is it gives the customer and the council, the confidence to doing everything they possibly can to get their nighttime economy right. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe you visited Wigan Youth Zone as well to recognise what was on offer for children and young people at night. I know the assessors were really impressed. The fact that the kids can go there for relatively little money. They can spend the whole day there, um, you know, and have food, have something to drink. It was brilliant. That was the one thing that really impressed them. And I was there when the assessors were there and obviously officers from the council. The kids there had so much confidence. We literally walked into a room, and I forget, I think they were painting or something, and one of the assessors said to this, she can't be more than 11, you know, t- tell us what he'd been up to today. And she gave this massive speech. I'm like, wow, if I could do that when I was 11. So, yeah, it's so impressive. And, yeah, there's a, there's a real, like, thriving scene there now in, in Wigan, isn't there, with the kind of in, the independent bars and, and there's, there's lots of... Um, there's some cohesion there as well with the, between the town centre and then also some of the up-and-coming things on the horizon with uh, the, the pier redevelopment yeah. uh, and, and the mill, uh, Eckersley Mill redevelopment as well, a bit down the road. Now, I know I was on a, a bit of a, a preview visit with yourself uh, before Christmas at the, the pier, uh, and that's another exciting project, isn't it? That, yeah, so I'm... I'm- personally delighted to see that come alive because I guarantee if you go to a thousand people in the street and say name one thing Wigan's known for the vast majority are going to say Wigan Pier and when when we walked into that building I don't know about you I got goosebumps you could feel the history in there and that's going to make such an incredible space whoever moves into that Mm. Um, it's lovely even I could just you know, it wasn't great weather when we turned up because I just imagine in the summer, people sat outside mm. on the veranda, on the patio, having drinks. You've got barges pulling up. It's weird. And obviously across the road as well, you've got all those new apartments that's been built. It, it is such an exciting time for Wigan. That just took what I was going to say. I was going to say it is a really exciting time for Wigan Borough. Um, and what are you, what are your hopes for the future of the borough? 
I would like to see, um, and I think most people listening to this would agree with me, that King Street was absolutely bouncing quite a few years ago. And I think it can happen again. I really do believe that. I think with a vision that's coming right from the very top, from the leader, from the chief exec, they get the importance of the maritime economy. Not everybody does, you know, and I, I kind of understand it when you're talking about a nightclub or a bar at two in the morning. Even when you apply for a license, it sometimes feels like you're sat on the naughty steps straight away. It's like, oh, you know, it's, just, it's a nightclub. They're going to, like, create sound and then such behaviour. But we can get it. And I think from what I'm seeing now with the plans over the next five years, the place is going to completely change. And I actually, I don't know if you remember, but last summer I did, um, I went for an hour of free drinks in every single mm. borough across Greater Manchester. I forget the place, I forget the name of the place I chose in Wigan. It's right at the bottom of King Street, turn left. It's in an old disused railway arch. They've got two arches there. There's a restaurant next door. Do you know the one? Wigan Central. That's it. It's Wigan and that, to me, says everything about the people from Wigan because, A, it, so obviously I announced it in advance. And when I turned around the corner, I was with my wife. And I, I mean, I can't swear on this, but I did swear. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I've never seen anywhere as busy before in my entire life. But fair play, when I left, I settled the bill. Yeah, people were so kind and so nice. Um, and, yeah, that's why I love the borough mm. and, and we should say uh, a, a bit of a mention as well the latest edition of uh, of Borough Life we've got a bit of a feature in there about the, the early doors club um, movement that started in Atherton uh, and is across Lee and uh, Wigan as well um, but yeah there's a few other like the, the, the satellite towns in the borough as well have got a, a bit of a, a thriving scene going on Standish yeah. Atherton have got there so there's loads of happening in Lee throughout this year in terms of redevelopment so yeah, um, but it's it's really important that Wigan and, and the rest of our towns have, have got that. Um... And it's been announced as well, nighttime buses coming back, mm. and Wigan's there on the map as the first one of the first areas, which is an absolute game changer. And I think when you talk about nighttime buses, people automatically assume you're talking about customers, but for me, the staff are more important. You know, when you finish at two, three, four, five in the morning, and there's no public transport. You've got to then get a taxi, which isn't viable when you've been working. Um, so the fact that buses are going to be there, I think, is amazing. One of the best things that's happened since I've been appointed in 2018. Brilliant. Sasha, thanks very much for, for coming on. Um, if I was to ask you a difficult question... Oh, God. In terms of the, the Wigan music scene at the moment, I think we've asked this a few times in, in episodes... What's the one the the Wigan band that you kind of heard of the most? Which one kind of are you? Lottery winners. Lottery winners. It's got to be lottery winners. But I have to say, I'm delighted that um, it's not the Verve, is it? But they. Um, yeah, Richard Ashcroft's yeah, playing, playing at Robin Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think is going to be an amazing. Mm. There's certain gigs you go to that you'll never forget because they're seminal gigs. Mm. Oh, were you there at Hay Hall? No, oh, I right. wasn't there. But I think this one coming out is going to be a seminal. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I yeah, Noel Gallagher as well. Um, the Lathams. And the Lathams, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks very much. No, thank you. 
So Rosie, I know we say this every time, but um, that was another great guest there, wasn't it? We really enjoyed speaking to Sasha. Uh, we could have spoken to him for, for so much longer. Um, he's such an interesting individual. Um, and I think he really enjoys coming across to Wigan Borough, doesn't he, to, to get involved in all of our projects. So we're lucky to have him and, and we enjoy working with him. And also, he may have stolen our thunder a little bit, mightn't he, because he kind of mentioned who we've got coming up on our next episode. So... Rosie, do you just want to confirm the details? So our next guest is Alison mackenzie Folan. She's at Wigan Council's Chief Executive and she's an inspiring leader who will be coming on to talk all about International Women's Day. We'll definitely be on our best behaviour, won't we? So Rosie, if anybody wants to, as ever, catch up with any of the Borough Life podcasts or the extra content on Borough Life Plus or from the magazine itself, uh, where do they find it? If you want to look back at past editions, head to wigan.gov.uk forward slash borough life or just search Spotify or Apple Podcasts for the Borough Life podcast. Thanks for joining us once again and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Rosie. See you next time. Bye.